On today's episode of the J-Hook Pod, me and Brennan bring you a two-part podcast. Um, They'll be divvied up into two separate episodes, but for right now, I'm just going to give you an overview of what's going on in the first part. Um, Me and Brennan weren't able to post last week, just our schedules weren't aligning and there was a lot of trouble going on, so we decided that decided to pound out basically a four hours four hours worth of podcasting. Um, so you're going to see that in these part one and part twos. For part one, though, we're going to discuss highs and lows. We're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks ring night. We talk about who, out of our acqu- newly acquisitions that we made, who played the best, who do we think is going to make the bigger impact along the season. Um, then we really jump into the N- NBA 75 list, the list that the NBA came out celebrating its 75th season. We talk about who was snubbed from that list, who deserves to be on it, and who deserves to be off. Um, that kind of gets into a little heated conversation between Brennan and I, two different opinions, but it was it was fun talking about it. So that's what you can expect for this episode right here, and I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go. Did you hear that? That pop? Well, that was a... I honestly don't know how he did, but that was the pop of an ice-cold Red Bull because I want everyone to... I want everyone to buckle in today. It's gonna be... It's, it's gonna be a ride. I don't know, Connor. Are you feeling like this one's gonna be a little um, more difficult than the other ones? Or how are you feeling going into this pod? Um, I'm feeling good. Um... So me and Brennan are dropping a two-part, a two-parter. So basically, you yeah. guys are gonna listen to a pod, two pods, about an hour, fifteen, hour twenty each, most likely. Mm-hmm. But yes. for us, it's probably gonna be a three-hour sesh. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know what's gonna happen. We got some stuff planned. Can definitely fall through and not happen. So we might have to just go on the fly. Yep. We got a big show coming. So. I will say we are recording this on Tuesday, October 26th. You're listening to part one, which came out, I mean, which is out now on Friday. And part two will be out on when it's usually scheduled for Monday. So that's how we're going to break it up here. And the reason we're doing a two-parter is because we've had difficulty getting the podcast out on time for the last like two weeks now. Um, I don't know if you want to dive into that, Connor. If That's definitely my low of the week. It's just been incredibly difficult to find time for you to sit down and do a pod yeah you know times are tough um i get busy um Mm -hmm. which sure you can work through things like that you know not a big deal so me and brennan i think i postponed it twice now and we finally decided all right we're free on tuesday to record a Mm two-parter and yeah all right cool sounds like a plan and then today, and this is going into my highs and lows today, I mm-hmm. recently, um, I just got strep throat. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. That was a punch if, in the face. So, Well, if I can just paint the scene really quick. So um, we, we agreed on this time, uh, 6 o'clock Central, to do the podcast this Tuesday. I get a call at about 5 o'clock from Connor, yep. clearly in a hospital. <laughs> Clearly, like that was the first words that came out of my mouth. I'm like, Connor, are you in a hospital? And um, the phone just like shuts, shuts off. He says yes, and then it just shuts off. I'm like, what the hell? He ended the FaceTime. That's so cryptic. And he's like, oh yeah, the the um, 
the 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 doctor walked in. Um, I have strep throat. It's like, oh Jesus, Connor. So I thought I was gonna have to pull a solo pod t- tonight. I mean, which I would have done. I, I mean, I would have tried my best, but solo pod would have been very very tough. So I'm glad Connor is persevering. And this is kind of like if you think about it, it's MJ. It's kind of like the MJ flu game. It's kind of like an MJ it. flu game. That's the way I'm thinking about it. Connor's persevering. That's the way he's I'm going, going out here. To, you know. Yeah, he's he's going out here, putting on a show for all you ten listeners out there, where however, however many there are. Oh we're we're out here grinding, trying to get it done for you. But Connor has been a hard man to reach, which is usually the opposite of Connor. He's usually always open to talk and pod but he's been a difficult man to find sometimes i can be mysterious no it's not mysterious i know where you are you just like keep flaking uh don't i was not flaking well last night we're we're supposed to do it last night on monday connor calls me hey man um yeah have have you had time to look at the topics that's that's how he starts it like so he (laughs) wants to put it into my head that i'm not prepared (laughs) and i said well yeah you know i've taken a peek at him you know like i know what we're talking about and you're like, yeah, I just really haven't had the time. And I was like, Connor, are you canceling? And he's like, well, I, I just think it'd probably be better tomorrow. And then he flips the screen to show me his counter. And it's just littered with um, dirty, dishes. dirty dishes that need to be cleaned immediately. I was like, okay, so you're canceling the pod to clean dishes. So that was one. The other one was Connor completely got confused about the times. Like, just didn't know time zones. <laughs> That was the last pod. That was the last pod. We still got that done. Oh, that was the last one? Oh, I thought it was this one. I don't know. They've all kind of just melded together because this last two weeks have just been difficult. Yeah, I don't even know what episode we're on. Is this 12? Yeah, 12, and then um, part two will be 13. I'm I'm making them two separate episodes because they're definitely two separate 12A episodes. and 12B? Mm. Nope. 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 13 is going to be a little different, but it is what it is. So Connor's low. He's got strep throat. And um, he also has not been available. So any highs or anything positive to, that you have going on in your life, Connor, or has it just been a complete suck hole of shit? Well, I'll tell you what, Brennan. <laughs> so when someone says you have, when the doctor says you have strep throat, which is something I get all the time, actually, <laughs> the only good thing that I can, I can kind of spin this into a positive. You ready? Yes. Basically... I can now eat, like, whatever ice cream product I want, mm-hmm. and my excuse is, dude, I have a sore throat. I need to ice my throat. You following? I'm, I mean, it's not hard to follow, so, yeah, I'm definitely following, but... So, I, basically, I mean, like, it's guilt-free desserts is kind of... I mean, have you already started to, you know, take advantage of that situation you find yourself in? Um, yes, I did go get a Dairy Queen Blizzard. And what flavor? What kind? Whoa. Well, I was trying to get the pumpkin pie, but apparently they're all out for the whole rest of the season, which I was actually pissed about. I thought about just driving away. You've had horrible luck trying to get, like, limited edition food. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Anyways, I tried to get a pumpkin pie Blizzard. No, we're out for the rest of the season, even though they came out last week. Yeah, I was going to say, what? It's pretty recent, like, whatever. So I settled with a sea salt caramel toffee. I mean, you can never go wrong with that. That's always a solid it's option. It's not bad, but I really wanted pumpkin pie. Of course, of course. I mean, I'm pretty sure Culver's has probably got pumpkin pie, too. You could have just gone there. Maybe, but other side of town, whatever. I have ice cream. It's fine. It is what it is. I mean, that is a that is a positive. I will give it to you. That it's is a, good a positive. Way, it's a good way to spin it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good way to spin it, but also... 
Does ice cream weigh out strep throat? I don't really think so. Of course it does. Makes your throat go less numb. I mean, makes your throat go numb, so you don't like. It doesn't hurt when you swallow. Okay, that could get clipped. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, let's yeah, continue. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> that could get clipped. But let's That's go on to the ne- <laughs> to the next portion. Um, do we want to just oh, dive? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little sus. I but just hey, dug myself a hole. Hey, it's twenty twenty one. Whatever you want. Not a bad thing. No, it's twenty twenty one. Whatever you want to do, make it happen. But, um, Connor, a lot going on in your life, as we've established. Another thing that's going on in your life that I would say is another high would be the start of the Milwaukee Bucks regular season. I wouldn't just call it a high. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the Milwaukee Bucks season is the end of my seasonal depression. Oh, okay, so... Um, since when, when they win the championship, June. Yep. So since June, so five months, four months, you've been in a deep, dark depression. I've been sad. There has not been much to do. <laughs> the Packers have held me up for a while, even though Devontae's out this Six week. Six straight. Looks like we're going to lose this Thursday. Nah, dude, we're getting the dub. It's going to be tough. But mm-hmm. back to the subject at hand. Yes, I was in a deep, dark place for a while. <laughs> No bucks on, and that was basically the only thing that kept me up during the school year last season. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really happy that we're back. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you, would you say it's like, mm, I'm trying to think of the, the proper word, but it's like once the season starts, like church is, in, church is in session and you have to attend mass every game. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's, it's, it's like, just an experience, and I've 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 only been able to catch one game. Um, I watched opening night, obviously, for the ring night ceremony. What did you think of the ring night ceremony? I know you were talking about going to it. Why didn't you pull the trigger? No, so it was very expensive, but I do regret not buying a ticket. <laughs> yes, because watching it, I feel like I don't know about you, Brennan, but when I watch that ring night, I that's kind of when like everything set in for me. Mm-hmm. Like we are world champions. Once that banner got unveiled and we saw those, those sick ass rings that turned Ooh, into those a chain. babies are big. Those babies are those babies those are big. Babies are big. It's like the size of a baby's hand. So when I saw those, that's kind of when I like everything set in for me, and I got really juiced. I'm like, holy shit, we're actually champions. Mm-hmm. We have a ring on our finger. What about you? What do you think of it? I mean, obviously, happy, excited, relieved that it's over but i also i had a feeling of dread sort of connor and dread. I, I don't yeah and I, I i've been i've been saving it to talk to you about so tell me about you it. and you and i have been watching the milwaukee bucks since mm, i would say for a solid decade at least for me since i was like 12 or 13 i've been watching the bucks yeah. like before before the brandon jennings days um like the dan god's reach days things like that i've been watching them for a while Luca Ridnauer days, if anyone knows him. That's a deep dive, if anyone knows about Luca Ridnauer. Oh, been watching them for a while. And, you know, we've been on, I've been just on this journey with them the entire time, watching them slowly every year get better and better and better. Then we get Giannis, then we get K-Mid, then we, we're just slowly getting better, slowly putting pieces together. We, we take a couple steps forward uh, with Jason Kidd, then we take a few steps back with Jason Kidd, make some changes, do, do that awful sign of Miles Plumley, which I'll never get over. We, we, we just went through all the trials and tribulations, and we finally 
pulled it together and made a championship caliber team and pulled it off and won the championship. I equate it to, I think it was Tyson Fury who won the heavyweight boxing championship at 27 and that's when he entered in deep depression because he's like, what else is there for me to do? Like I accomplished all the goals I wanted to accomplish. So now it's like they already won. Will I ever be that excited again for that first one? Because like I said to you, I cried when we won the first one. I shed some tears, tears of enjoyment. And I'm like, will I ever be back to that? And I don't, I don't know if I will. I just, I don't know if I'll ever be as excited as I was before Buck seasons, before we won the championship. If that makes any sense. If if you're following what what, what I'm saying. So you're saying, mm-hmm. if we were to repeat or just win another championship in the recent future, mm-hmm. you think the feeling that you felt this last summer can never be replicated? Yeah, essentially. I mean, like, obviously there'll still be excitement and enjoyment, but I don't think it'll reach the level that I was at. Um, well, imagine this, Brennan. Okay. Imagine a t-shirt with two Larry O'Brien trophies. It says Milwaukee okay. Bucks, back-to-back mm-hmm. champs. Does that, not, does that not get you going? It's a sight I definitely want to see, but where does it stop? All right, we got two. Let's get three. Why not? Let's, so, let's, I let's make a f- dynasty i know and that's the thing too is like i really like like i like i like that idea i like the idea of the monkey bucks being a dynasty yeah i I mean obviously i'm not opposed to it i'm not going to be opposed to it i'm going to say oh no we can't win anymore no jesus of course not i'm just saying though i feel like i'll never have that type of excitement that i had for this first one and i feel like that's maybe some people will sympathize with that or understand what i'm saying because like it was especially like i'm not one of those bandwagon guys that hopped on like if you are or bandwagon men or men or women, whatever. If you hopped on when the Bucks won, you know, showing state pride, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I've been with this team since they were awful. Awful, Connor. Awful. Oh, do, you remember the, do you remember the John Selman days? You I me- know. You remember when, remember when he used to be the best player on the team? Well aware. And we've just seen them. Like, I was there for the 15-game win season. I was there. I watched all the games. And then we finally pulled it off, and it's like, uh, we we did it. I felt like I won it with them, sort of. But I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now. But, like, obviously, I, I want us to win again. I just don't know if I'll ever be to that level of excitement I was at after this first one. But I hope I am. I hope I'm wrong. Because transitioning next to our next point, we looked pretty effing good, Connor. We looked pretty damn good that first game. But I'm liking what our team is showing. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Well, actually, I guess I'm not necessarily nervous. Um, I've just kind of understood. Within the last couple games, I've noticed, like, our games with the Heat and then with the Mm -hmm. Pacers and stuff. If Mm -hmm. Brooke Lopez doesn't play, if Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis doesn't play, it's really hard to play Mamu. Because what I've noticed in every game that we've played, whenever Mamu steps on that court, like last night I watched the Pacers game, Mm -hmm. every time Mamu stepped on that court, Immediate ISO. Immediate ISO. They went straight on Mamu, and they basically beat him every time, to be honest. And that yeah. was the only concerning thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I don't think Mamu's really ready to play yet with the big dogs. I think he's got to spend some time in the G League. He's on a two-way contract, which I'm excited for being in the Oshkosh area to watch him play in person. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah. 
But yeah, once once I feel a little more comfortable about our center positions once Bobby Portis comes back and we have a little more bigger bodies. Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring up the center position because <clears throat> Thanasis has seen more minutes than he's ever played before. Easily. Easily. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's just he's he's PJ Tucker now. That's the player that he is now. He's that six six dude that brings intensity and an edge. I think he's more offensively. Um, he brings more offensively than PJ because uh, of his slashing and athleticism. But also, he brings that. Kind of, he was checking people at center. He he did the jump ball last night against the Pacers. Like he was he was the center. Six six Thanasis was out there. So I feel like he's taken on the role of um, PJ Tucker. But I also like our team now more because I feel like we're starting to play. Or like we're we're showing that we're playing like a more mature game of basketball. That they're playing how I've wanted them to play for years now, where it's not just all right, guys, get the hell out of the way, let Giannis go. Like there, there's genuine movement and uh, spacing, cutting. Like I don't know, it just feels like everything's in a flow. Well, yeah, and that's totally what like winning a championship does. It ups your confidence mm-hmm. by that much level. You're like, hey, we're the best. We work as a team. No one can beat us. We yeah. proved it last year. So mm-hmm. let's keep doing that. That's definitely where that's coming from. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't know about your thoughts on Thanasis, though. I'm, you know, I love Thanasis, the nasty. <laughs> I'll be honest, though. He's only on the team because of Giannis. I used to think that way, but honestly, I like what he brings. I said he's playing like 17 minutes a game so far. Yeah, but wait till Bobby gets back. It'll go down. Yeah, well, Bobby and Brooke are obviously out, too, but honestly, like, I, I haven't minded seeing him out there because he does bring a certain type of energy that I do think we lack. Like, we don't have those rough rider guys, and that's why I spoke about it a lot early in the pods. Yeah, all I really all I really see with Thanasis is hustle and energy. Uh, he's not that great at defense. He cannot dribble the ball worth a lick. Um, but that being said, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely a piece that gets the team going, gets the team excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, who am I to... Who am I to talk bad about him? Well, it's perfect because he knows his role, and that's what I think is really great about this team. It's like everybody knows what they need to do. Everybody. So from the from the from the head down, everybody knows who they are, what they need to do. Um, I was gonna ask, what do you think of Grayson and Jordan so far? A um, couple things on Grayson. Grayson is going to get a lot of minutes. He's been playing really well. Um, Great three-point shooter, and he hustles great on defense. I've really liked mm-hmm. him so far. I think against the Pacers, I think he had 17. Okay. Jordan Nora, I don't think there's a shot on the court that Nora doesn't think he can. can. Yeah, he's confident. He's he's, he's definitely confident. That well, man the will stat- shoot any shot he wants. Yeah, so far, we're, we're four games in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, four, four games in. Rayson's averaging 13.3 points, 4.3 boards. He's shooting 39.5% from the field and thirty-one and 31.4% from three. So okay. could shoot a little better from the field and could shoot a lot better from the three-point line. Jordan's short, sam- at, short sample size, though. Yeah, that that also, yeah, that's that's the caveat is like, yeah, short sample size. But Jordan's averaging 10.5 uh, with 3.8 boards, shooting 37.5% from the field, and he's shooting 33% from the field. I mean, from the three-point line. So obviously those numbers can get better for those guys, and I think they will once they get more in tune with the offense. But the more I watch Grayson Allen, it's like, I mean, like, I knew he was athletic, but, like, I really like that we have that guy that can take people off the dribble and, like, score at the rim. Because, 
I mean, Giannis, yeah, he's just going to get it. He's either going to back you down, dunk it on you, or he's going to back you down, do the little turnaround fade he does. And then in transition, it's over. I'd compare him more to, like, when you talk about that situation, I'd compare him more to, like, a Pat Connaughton. No, 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 I'm not not comparing him to Giannis. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to anyone. I'm just saying, though, he's like he's a piece that we didn't really have, like a guy that was taking people off the dribble to the rim to the rack. Like Drew would do it sometimes. K mids, you know, he's 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 living and dying uh, from the mid range. He obviously can take it to the rack if he wants, but you know, he's he's pretty much money from the mid range. He's 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 going to hang out there, and plus we need a shooting from the outside. But Grayson's a guy that can kind of bridge that gap a little bit more. And I, I really liked seeing him drive to the rim because he goes in with just so much aggression. Like, he's going in there to score every single time. Like, he doesn't look to pass. He go, he's, he's going in there to score. So right. I've liked seeing that from him. Um, and then from Jordan, yeah, just the confidence, willing to shoot. It's not really a for for afraid. Like, I'm, I'm liking to see him in the rotation too. Connor, are you texting? I'm not texting. I'm looking at stats. Oh, Right, what stats are you looking at? I'm just looking at Jordan Warren here. Mm-hmm. Um, right now he's averaging 10 points a game. Yep. Two-point field goal percentage, shooting 37%. 33% from three, so not bad. Yeah, I, I already said all those things. <laughs> I thought you said that about Grayson. No, I said it about both of them. Oh, my bad. No, you're good. But, um, yeah, so I've liked seeing that. Um. I don't know. I just I feel like the flow of the offense is a lot better this year. It's not so stagnant. Like it's just a lot of movement, a lot of passing around, not just sitting there, let Giannis or K mid create. That high pick and roll that they do is just nice and beautiful. They yeah. they do it all the time. Um uh, so I don't tell know me what you think about George Hill. I honestly I I like him on the team. I don't yeah, no, I'm a big fan of having George Hill on the team. For sure. Um he's a veteran. And I felt like seeing him out there the other night. I was watching the Pacers game, or I was watching the highlights, and I saw him out there. I'm like, okay, it it makes sense why he's back on this team. Like, I, I think I was telling you this during the summer. It's like when I saw that he was still available, I was like, I bet, I guarantee you, we sign him again. I guarantee it. Because when he was with us during the bubble, he's a great player. I think he led the league in three-point percentage. Yep. Solid defender. Just like you knew what you were going to get from him. Like you you were going to get consistency. You knew what you were going to get, which is a hard commodity to find in the NBA sometimes. So I've I'm, I'm, I'm been happy with him on the team. I have no problem with it. The, the one guy I'm kind of confused that's playing a bunch because like Bud's really going deep in his ro- rotations. Like everybody's playing. Everybody. Um, that Robinson, I, 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 I don't know who he is. Yeah, who is that guy? I don't know. I've seen him a couple times. I'm like, right, number 55. It's like, Robinson, who is that? Like, I, I don't remember us signing him. I don't remember us drafting him. And that, I mean, that could just be on me, obviously. But I just, like, I don't have any recollection of him being there. Justin Robinson. Yeah, but obviously he's there. So, yeah. I don't know. I've been happy with the team. One thing I was going to ask you, though, is talking about Grayson and Jordan. So we were talking about how Brooke and Bobby are gone. Like, they're not here right now. They're injured. They're They're coming back. Another person that's injured has been all but forgotten is Dante DiVincenzo. What do we do right. with Dante when he comes back? Like, because Grayson Allen, arguably, so so far, obviously he's only four games in, but arguably is doing what he does, but maybe a little better. He's taller. I think he's a more athletic. And, I mean, Dante might, might be a better shooter from the outside, but going to the rack, Grayson's really good going to the rack. So I'm 
I was going to ask you, like, what do you, th- what do you think happens with Dante? Um, if I had to, s- so when Dante comes back, if I had to predict where he'll be, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I would probably stick him back in the starting lineup over Grayson and have Grayson come off as the sixth man. You'd like him coming off the bench. I'd like I'd like him and Bobby coming off the bench together. And Jordan as well. Have yeah, those I think three. that creates really good offense. So we have spot-up shooters. Grayson will take it to the rim. We have a spot-up shooter in Nuora. And then we have a big body down low in Portis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that'll work well. And then let's say we leave in. So you got those three. Then you'll probably leave in, like, Chris Middleton. You'll probably have Dante. You'll probably have Grayson bring up the ball. Or Chris bring mm-hmm. up the ball. And then you'll probably have... Either Brooke or Giannis still on the court, or someone along those lines. Um, I think it'd be better. I think it'd just be a better one-two punch, like second-team punch. Mm -hmm. Then, Mm -hmm. because for me, granted, this we're so early. I and I don't really haven't seen much with Grayson Allen yet. Mm -hmm. Um, despite only his four games with us, but Dante, I feel like he's the type of guy. Like I don't think he can just come off the bench cold and deliver. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to get warm and start getting to the flow of the game for him to really produce. Well, from from the beginning, from the outset, he's never been like a killer scorer. Obviously, we we haven't seen him on a team where he's more of a focal point. I mean, he's got K Mid and Giannis and Drew all in front of him, even Brook Lopez all in front of him. So, like, he's not out there to score. Obviously, like we know he can. But like the thing I've liked about Grayson a lot, and yes, I know only four games in, but just like the aggression he plays with. And just going to the rack. I like guys that go to the rim. Because if you go to the rim, good things happen, usually. Um, so I I think he's more versatile in that regard. Defensively, I don't know. I think Dante might be probably the better defender. But again, Dante's coming off a... I think he hurt his foot. He had to get surgery on his foot, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's going to take him time to get his legs back under him and get acclimated and stuff. But I like that we have Grayson and Jordan to pretty much fill in that spot until he does get back or even if he doesn't or even even when he does come back and maybe he's not where who he was or what he was we still have those guys i'm just astounded that we only that, that we got Grayson for a second round pick and sam merrill like that was robbery that was robbery that that doesn't make any sense from the from the from the Grizzlies' point of view. Maybe because they knew they might have to pay him a bit. So I, I don't know because I know they just gave Jaron Jackson Jr. the bag. Jaws coming up soon, so they're gonna be spending some money soon. So didn't I don't they pay know. Dylan Brooks as well or no? Uh, he might have got paid. Yeah, I think he might be right. I don't I'm remember sure, the deal. But Dylan though. Brooks definitely fills that role there, so they're probably like, all right, we already have a better version of Grayson. Yeah, I know, but you need guys coming off the bench uh, always. Right. So. I don't know. I mean, it, it works out for us. I'm not seeing this problem with it. I'm just like, wow, that that's like kind of strange that we actually kind of pulled that off. I'm fine with it. The extension was nice too, 10 mil a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years, 20 mil. No, I like it. It's a good deal. Try not to overreact. I, I think this team has more potential to be better than last year. I think I think we got better. I really I do. so too. I really do. Like, we, we didn't lose any big pieces. Yeah, PJ sucks to lose, but... I really do think Giannis, I mean, Thanasis can be that kind of PJ type. Did you get a um, chance to look, to watch that Bucks Heat game? No. It, it, why are you going to bring up Tyler Hero? No, not even Tyler Hero. It's just PJ took that shit personally. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's like, right why don't you bat, have me back? Really hard foul on Giannis. I'm like, Jesus, okay. And mm-hmm. then and then they were talking to him, and they're like, yeah, before the game, they were talking to Grayson Allen. I mean, talking to PJ Tucker, and he said, this is a must win game. <laughs> 
Well, just wait till we get the playoffs, PJ. We'll smoke you. I mean, obviously, everyone was out, too. So, like, oh, literally, yeah, was, we had I a bunch of in- we, we had a bunch of injuries. Tyler Heroes, though, he's looked good. Yeah, he's, he's looked, looked really good. good. He's backing up his, mm. he's backing up his whack-ass quote that he made. About Luca and Trey? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, back it up. Well, he's he's uh, he's Wisconsin, dude, so I'm going to root for him. But, yeah, shoot. He's just looking good. Looking real good. So, good for him. But, um, potentially, I think the Bucs can be better this season. So, I don't know. It's still early. We play tomorrow, I think. Right? We play the, we play the Timberwolves. I'm actually kind of excited to see, see that game. I do like that Timberwolves team. It's a fun, yeah. it's a fun team. It's a fun team. I'm a big team. fan of Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, uh, Cat. Like, I'm a big fan of that team. And, I don't know, I'm excited to see that game. So, I'm excited. I'm excited for the season, and I think we could be better than we were last year. So, that's those are my thoughts on the Bucks as of, as, as of now. So, the NBA 75 list came out. Yeah. Top, Top 75, 75 players, players of all time. Players of all time, basically. That's what the whole list is. Mm-hmm. Did you see any players that should have been on that list? Any players that should have not been on that list? Did you get a chance to look at it? Yeah, I've, I've taken a look. So here's what I'll say before I dive in. I I know the majority of NBA players, uh, past and present, but I don't know, like, like, I know who Moses Malone is. I know who he played for. I couldn't tell you a stat line. I don't know. How, I, I, I just know he was good. But same thing with like a Bob Cousy. Like I know he played for the Celtics, but I couldn't tell you like stat line or like really the inc- you know really the detailed points of these players. So any older player I just left on the list because I'm like okay obviously they're there for a reason. So I focused more on players of this generation. I I don't know if you felt this. I was pretty confused why Anthony Davis was on that list. I like Anthony Davis, phenomenal player, but. I really do not understand how he made that team over Dwight Howard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that either. I think. Well, I do. Let me give you some well, stats. Okay. Dwight Howard has played a career 1,185 games. Andy Davis has played 567. Over the course of Dwight's 18 uh, years in the NBA, he has career averages of 17.9 points, 13.3 boards, 1.5 assists, and two blocks. Anthony Davis is 23.9 points, 10 boards. 2.3 assists, 2.3 blocks. They're both NBA champions because they won in the bubble. Uh, Dwight's an eight-time All-Star. AD's an eight-time All-Star. Uh, Dwight's a five-time All-Defensive de- all player. Um, AD is an Olympic gold medalist and a two-time All-Defensive team uh, me- me- member. Dwight is also an Olympic gold medalist with the team in 08, and he's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. I feel like the only reason... That, Pretty sure Dwight's led the league in blocks like three times too, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, like phenomenal player. But the, and that's and that's my point, is that I feel like we're suffering from recency bias, because if 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 you think about it, if, if we go back, I think this was 2013, 2014, when he played for the Lit Lakers the first time. Ever since he went there, it's kind of been a really rocky road for Dwight. Hasn't been able to find his footing. Like he was in LA, then he went to Houston, then he went to, I think like Charlotte, then to Atlanta, uh, Washington for a year, then back to LA. Like he's been all over the place. So people, mainly the younger generation too, has kind of forgot who this guy was. In in the in the Orlando Magic 
days, like in the beginning. Right. He was nicknamed Superman for a re- He was a monster. Like one of the most athletic, powerful forces we've ever seen in the NBA by far. Like the sheer athleticism of this guy. Like, well, he did a 12-foot dunk, I think, in the um, NBA dunk contest. Like they, they put the rim up to, to 12 foot. And remember he did it and he, he could have gone higher easily. It was crazy how athletic this guy was. Yeah, yeah. You can you can talk about the dogs and the like how athletic he is. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Also also took his team to the NBA finals. I mean, now the difference is the only argument I can give Anthony Davis for Dwight instead of Dwight Howard is Anthony Davis has always been consistent and like you mentioned before Dwight Howard's rocky road, that's definitely but that see that's that's my point though. That's my point. That's definitely the reason why he's not on the list. Because he went through a, like a seven-year stretch where he was essentially a role player. Mm-hmm. Not a focal point at all. Anthony Davis has always been a franchise player. Okay. But when they were both franchise players, how far did Anthony Davis ever get his, ever, ever get the Pel- Pelicans? The second round? Right. That's it. Dwight's taking his team to the finals. Pretty sure... At least one Eastern Conference Finals because he made it to the finals. That's more than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis only started winning big games when he went and played with LeBron. And I'm not hating, hating on Anthony Davis. He's more than deserving to be on the list. But to be over Dwight Howard doesn't make much sense to me. because, And I really feel like it is because of his recent stretch. Like, people just don't remember who well, he was. No, like it's, definitely, it's definitely because of his recent stretch. Eight, eight years ago. But that but that shouldn't factor into it. You should be looking at the, the total accolades of his career. And he's had a phenomenal career. A dominant player. So the year, what year did they go to the finals? Was it 08? Yeah, 08-09, I think. 08-09. Yeah, because they played the Lakers. Yeah, he's led the league in rebounds one, two, three, four, five times. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's filled with accolades, but then you might be swinging my argument because there, Dwight Howard's literally averaged a double double every year except four years. He's a monster, and people just don't remember it. Yeah, he definitely should have been on this list over the last couple of years. And the Davis has not been available a lot. When he's on the court, he is a phenomenal player. He's just not on the court a lot. He's not. You look at Dwight's first like six years in Orlando. Or like seven or whatever the hell it is. During the regular season, he he missed probably like 10, 15 games in, in all. Like maybe one season he missed more. But like he's been a consistent guy that played a bunch of games. Like was never hurt. Like a complete Iron Man. So I just, I, it, it, it frustrated me because people just don't remember who Dwight is. And I, I like Anthony Davis. More than deserving to be on the list. But not over Dwight Howard. People just don't remember who he was. And that's that's kind of a shame. Like yeah, I guess remember, one of the main... We remember the main, who these guys... We, I'm sorry to catch up, but we remember who these uh, older players and what, what they did. Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I guess it boils... So when I was thinking about this list, my main mm-hmm. question boiled down to when you tell the story of basketball. Oh, okay. Do you have to include these players? That's and a good I, way to think about it. And honestly... I feel like you would have to include Dwight Howard. Yeah, in the story of the NBA, for sure. What did you think about Damian Lillard making this list? Yeah, I, I was... I, I, him and Russ, I kind of struggled with. Russ, not so much once I started looking at like all the accolades. Cause Russ, Russ needs to be on that list. Yeah. Russ um, needs to be on the list. There's no I way mean, he shouldn't, shouldn't have not made it. Dame, I don't, I don't know. 
One of the most clutch players of all time. But One of the most clutch players of all time. He took his team to a Western Conference Finals before. Um, has two game winning has two game winning series ending shots. Infamous memes and photos. I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's starting in Space Jam too. Okay, well, cut that. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this question: Would you rather have Damian Lillard on this list or Kyrie Irving? For me, my mind doesn't even go to Kyrie. You know who it goes to? Hmm. It goes to Clay Thompson. I would not put Clay Thompson on this list. Really? No. Second greatest shooter of all time? Debatably. Debatably. That ain't debatable, dog. Who would you put above him? I just I just can't. Because the list is already stacked with shooters. I can't put Klay Thompson on this list. Why? As valuable as Klay Thompson is... Is, Re- is Reggie Miller on the list? Yeah. Yes. Is uh, Ray Allen on the list? Yes. Are either one of them... Ray Allen's got, what, two rings? Two? Yep. Re- Reggie never won one. Clay's got three. Well, Reggie played against Michael Jordan in the finals, that's why. Still. And the Malice at the Palace. Still. F- him over. I'm just saying. Clay Thompson, this man dropped 30, I think it was 37 points in a quarter. Like, the level this man's on in his shooting ability. Even even if you do put Re- Reggie and, and Ray above Clay, it's not by much. Like, it's like a razor thin. Like, a, they're 1A, 1B, 1C sort of thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I feel like if that's the case, then I feel like you have to give the edge to the guy with the most rings. I mean, because isn't it all about winning? I mean, th- that's the point. It's all about winning. So, I don't know. And obviously, you do need to take eras into it. Yes, he played in the 90s. Completely different style of basketball. So... I don't know. It's really tough, but I feel like Clay Thompson needs to be in there. I, again, if we're going with your storyline of you, you can't tell the story of the NBA without these players. Then it is really hard to take off a, a Ray or a Reggie. And I'm not advocating those guys be taken off. I'm just saying those are great shooters that are on the list. And I feel like another great shooter that needs to be on that list is Clay Thompson. And I feel like that's. I mean, you you thinking about Clay Thompson? So uh, you would here. put Clay Thompson over Kyrie Irving? Oh, easily. Yeah, for sure. See, I don't agree with that at Why? all. How? In what world? So, I don't know if you remember, but um, Kyrie Irving delivered one of the most clutch shots in one of the in, in the biggest NBA comeback of all time. Yes. I feel like that's all you need. Mm. Kyrie Irving did something, was part of something that has never been done ever. So was Clay. What was that? They won 73 games. That's true. That's a good point, but they lost. True. It's also so none point. of that even really matters, to be honest. Okay, if you take them at face value, Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving, who's better? At face value, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You take Kyrie over Clay. Yeah, Kyrie's a better playmaker. Okay, yes, I won't argue with that. I mean, obviously that's true, yes, but... Kyrie does, certain, certain, does more things with the basketball. He's a better passer than Clay. If you really want to boil it down, and I love Clay Thompson, I love Clay Thompson. But if you really want to boil Clay Thompson down to one thing, you could say Clay Thompson's the best catch and shoot player of all time. Yeah, I I agree with that for sure. That's that's about it. And granted, I'd probably have to watch some more film on like Reggie and Ray. But the only reason I think I put Reggie and Ray in there is because they did more with the basketball too. When Ray played for the Bucks, Ray did everything. 
And, yeah, more person. And that's only yes. because he was the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. Clay wasn't the best player on the team. All Clay had to do was shoot. So I guess it's really hard to tell what Clay would be if he wasn't on a one of the best teams that's ever been made. Uh, I tell you what he'd be. He'd be. A, he would be the exact same guy he is, if not better. Yeah, I think he'd be the exact same guy he is. I don't Clay think Clay doesn't. But I don't think thing. Clay is a player that can be the best player on his team and make a deep run in the playoffs at all. I would rebuttal or I would say this in opposition of your point there. We probably have never seen or will never see the full game of Clay Thompson because he doesn't need to do it. That's what Steph does. Like, he's there to play good defense. He is there to shoot the absolute lights out of that ball. That's but what he does. I think that's does. all he is. I think he's just I just think he's exponentially good at it. That's my point. That's all we get to see. So we'll never know if he was anything more than that. I don't think he is any more than that. I it's hard for me it's hard for me to believe that that's the only thing in Clay's game. Obviously that's the only thing we've really really seen. I mean, he's not an insane ball handler. He knows no. how to handle the rock, but he's not insane at it. He just knows how to get to his spots and find his shot. No, but I'm saying if he was a number one guy on a team, I really, I, I don't think that team would win a championship. But they need other players around him. But I still think they'd be really, really good. So if Clay Thompson was the best player on a team, okay. So take this. Take if you took Bradley Beal and you swapped Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson, you you swapped them. Clay's on the Wizards now. Do yep. you think that team is better with Clay or better with Bradley? I think it's better with Bradley Beal. And you think that because Bradley's more versatile and or can play make more? Brad Brad has a more versatile game, yeah. I just I, I don't know. I mean, I I I love me some Clay Thompson and it's probably biased. Me too. Dude, he's insane. Like I said before, like I said before, he's probably he's the best catch and shoot player of all time. But even if you say that, the best catch-and-shoot player of all time, doesn't that deserve to be on the top 75 of all time, then? If he is an all-time player in in a category? Maybe, but you'd have to put him over Dame Lillard or Kyrie Irving. Oh, I'd... Kyrie Irving didn't make the list. I'd swap him with Dame. I'd I'd take Dame off the list, too. You'd put Clay, I'd put Kyrie. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't know. The point is, Clay Thompson needs to be on that list, and I think it's kind of a shame that he's not. Also... Bill Walton on that list is kind of weird. And like I said, I didn't try to dive into like the old players because I just don't know enough about them. Like, yeah, but it, I'm just when you just look at the stats. I mean, granted, Bill Walton played in the '70s and the mid '70s to mid '80s. It's a different era, different style of ball. That's he why it's, ten, it's, he it's played hard ten for years us to speak in the league. That. He played ten years in the league and averaged 13 points a game throughout his whole career and two box a game throughout his whole career. Yeah, I just it's hard for me to really comment on all this. I just I just don't know enough about all the players. It's right. like I, obviously I obviously I know who they are, but I don't know who they were when they played. It's like okay, right. obviously I knew they were good, but I didn't know how good. Right. Like, I I only know what I know. So, I'll just The take, only thing I know is whenever I played with Bill Walton in 2K, I always knew who he was, but he was never good. <laughs> oh, you never found yourself playing with Bill Walton? Mm-mm. Pass it back out. When he was on the Blazers, <laughs> pass it back out. Pass it back out. Kind of like Jackie Moon. He he kind of does look like Jackie Moon. Hey, back in. Hey, back out. Back, back, back in. Back it out. Yeah. No Jackie Moon action. But I think we should touch on this point briefly. Speaking of a player that's not on this list, or, I mean, we were kind of talking about It's a bad transition. Ben Simmons. That's a horrible transition. <laughs> It was good like five minutes ago, but that changed. Let's yeah, that was do a awful. yeah. Let's do a quick little. Uh, I'm just gonna barely on touch on him. 
Yeah, that's what we're saying. Okay, so Ben Simmons. I... Only recent news I've seen. Mm-hmm. Did we touch on him getting kicked out of practice? We did. We, we I don't think we did. No. But okay. I, I well, have... it was, it's it's old news from the next time you hear it. So, dude got kicked is. out of practice. He's lazy. Well, can um, I? Can I just re- re- can I just read this tweet, please? It's like my favorite thing. I burst I burst out laughing when I read this tweet. Go ahead. It's it's, it's from Shams. Uh, sources. Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join a, a defensive drill. Simmons refused. R- Rivers asked again. Simmons said no again. Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons dropped the ball and left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a soap opera. He ben just was like, like no. thank God. Like, oh, my God. It was ah, just absurd. Just absurd. But then, like, they started doing damage control. Joel went up in front of the fans. It was like, guys, Ben is still – you know, part of the team, we love him. Like, oh, my God, they're really trying to, like, make sure he doesn't get torched when he goes out there. It he's going to get torched no matter what. I feel like he's going to get torched even worse now. Well, was it the uh, – I don't know what game the Sixers were playing. They were playing against some team, and the, the fans were chanting, uh, where's Ben Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think it was while, like, Seth Curry or someone was just shooting free throws. For sure. So I don't know. It's it's a strange situation, like we've said. But I thought that was kind of funny to share. Honestly, the saga is interesting. They stopped finding him though. Yeah, because he joined the team, but now he's off for mental health reasons. He probably needs a mental health break. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Honestly, to get his mind psyched up for the torture he's about to endure. Hey, another another question. Another quick question. NBA seventy five list. Going back to it. Oh, okay. That's a. Okay. Derek Rose. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Should he be on the list? Yeah. It's tempting to put him up there. It's tempting. But who are you going to put him over? He's another guy I'd put over Dame Lillard. <laughs> I mean, if we're going off like pure accolades, maybe. Like, I was but... genuinely confused when they put Dame on well, that list. Dame, Dame probably has more. A- I mean, the only thing that Rose probably has, other than that Dame doesn't have, is an MVP. Dame's probably got everything else, if not more. Yeah. And Dane's I mean, like the only thing of, you can really. Dame's probably had more elite years, but I mean, like that prime D Rose. Well, you can only say it's like he was the youngest guy to ever win an MVP. So if we're going into the storyline of the NBA, can you tell that story without Derrick Rose? Yeah, Maybe not. It'd be hard not to. Young, youngest player to win the MVP. Looked like the Bulls were gonna have a resurgence. Tears his ACL, goes through trials and tribulations, team from team, really trying to find his groove, bounce back, and finally has found a place in the NBA again. So I feel like that story is, it, it, it's an important one. It's also like a cautionary tale and a story of perseverance and just a hard-nosed grit and determination. So I don't know. Like, I, I really like your theory of, you know, can can you tell the story of the NBA without including this guy? And yeah. if we're going off that, I don't know if you can without Derrick Rose. I really don't know. I know. It's crazy when you think about that, right? It's tough. It's tough because that puts, like, everybody in, in perspective. It's like... Like, I ain't gonna lie, Brennan. I could tell the story. We could tell the story of basketball without Damian Lillard. That sounds so bad to say. It sounds awful to say, but you probably could. He's never made in finals. He's been an all-star a handful of times. A bunch of people have. He's been to one Western Conference finals. Yeah. He hits buzzer beaters. 
And don't get me wrong, I love myself some Dame Time. He's a Stone Cold Stiller, but Stone Cold Killer. But yeah. honestly, I mean, I could probably tell the story without him. Because like Derrick Rose, for me, I'd be like, no, here's a guy that changed the league and basically influenced players like a John Morant, guys like that, to like be like, okay, I can do this and be successful off of it. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a different style of basketball. So, yeah, you may be right. I don't know, but I I don't want to say you can't tell the story of the NBA without Dame. That's just that's just too too extreme for me personally. But could I swap Derrick Rose out for Dame? Yeah, I mean I feel like I could be convinced to do it. So I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough one. That's probably the toughest one you've posed. <sighs> Derrick Rose. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm such a like. I love Derrick Rose so much, so that's why I had to ask. Well, that's the problem with these top lists, though. Is you're always going to leave guys out. Well, yeah, and that's what I was to. telling some of my buddies because they were talking about it. And I mean, they left I'm off Vince like, Carter, Tracy Mag- Tr- Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming, like big name players. Could you tell the story of the NBA without Yao Ming? Probably not. Oh my God, Yao Ming was left out. Honestly, Yao Ming's not on that list. Oh yeah, man. There's it's impossible to make these lists, dude. It is. So difficult. So, I don't know. You're always going to leave somebody out. And that's just the way it goes. We're at about we're at about an hour now, Connor, if we want to kill this one pod and go to the next one. We're at an hour. Should we stop the pod, take a break, and hop into part two? I think we should hop into part two. Yeah, so I think this will be the wrap-up for part one of the pod. We're about an hour in, and we're going to transition over to part two. Now, part two is going to be, I really don't know what we have planned. I don't know how long it'll be, maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we'll see. We're going to take some calls, we're going to have some discussions, and it's mainly, it's not going to be a whole lot about sports, it's just going to be kind of a bullshit session. Yeah, it might, might be a good, good listen, if you're looking to laugh. Yeah, if you're looking to laugh or just hang out, chill, like, not so serious as our NBA discussions, so I feel like that'll probably be the next part is. So, part two? Um, we'll be out next Monday, but depending on when you're listening to this, it could be out now. So keep an eye out for it. Part two.